Welcome to the 4Ms with Molly, a podcast for the busy and working mom. I'm your host, Molly Lupo, nurse practitioner, lifestyle medicine and nutrition coach, and busy mom. The 4Ms is all about macros, mindset, meditation, and movement. Let's dive in. What's every, What's up, everybody? I'm excited to be here with you all today. I'm telling you sort of, I've kind of enjoyed, and I don't know, you'll have to let me know if you have enjoyed, but I have enjoyed doing some of these podcasts around my own struggles and then my own solutions out of them and hoping that they can be helpful for you all too. So I wanted to talk about a little bit about how weight loss can feel hard, it can feel cravings can hit, summer can hit, <laughs> like there's so many things that affect it, right? And I just wanted to share a little story today about how we had gone with our neighbors and our friends floating down the river a couple of weeks ago, and it was so fun. Like, it honestly wasn't very sunny, but it was just like we hooked up all of our tubes together, floated all day from like 12 p.m. to like 8 p.m. or something. But anyways, um, I drank more than I usually would, and I definitely had more snacks than I usually would. And I wanted to share like sort of this piece to be like, yeah, I'm not perfect. Like my macros are not 100% all of the time. And yeah, sometimes I even struggle with where I'm at with like losing weight, not losing weight, and all the things. But I guess what I want to dig into more today is like, those things happen. It's part of life. It's part of literally, you know, like, you can't avoid them. And if you do, then, then you're sort of like sacrificing like, the quality time with friends and all of that. So I wanted to talk about that. And so anyways, had the weekend, the scale was up a little bit on Monday. Um, but that didn't mean like, I just like throw in the towel, you know, like, um, so we had floated on a Saturday. So by Sunday I had made, um, for breakfast, I made a breakfast quesadilla, which was freaking delicious. And if you haven't had this, you need to make it. So um, you crisp up a tortilla and you scramble your eggs with a little bit of cheese or whatever you like in them. And then literally like made it into a quesadilla. And then, (coughs) sorry, I made protein, um, or like a smoothie with some protein powder, the triple berry blend from Costco. Like it was a very well-balanced meal. And so my point is, is like, it's always like you are always next to in the next moment, like able to come back to yourself and what it is that actually makes you feel good, what makes you have energy, what may, you know, just all the things. And so I want to talk sort of a little bit about having a willingness to want to do that, because there's this piece of us that thinks like, oh, well, if Saturday was all off, then Sunday's going to be all off. And maybe I'll restart Monday, or maybe I'll restart Tuesday, or, you know, and it goes in this vicious, vicious cycle of you saying that, you're going to restrict on these days until you can't anymore. And then you end up either like eating too much or, um, or it just like feels uncomfortable or whatever. But I want to talk about the willingness piece because a lot of us who struggle with food struggle with our emotions. And I just, like, I see it time and time again, I've experienced with myself, you know, and it's something I still (laughs) experience, you know, sometimes on a day-to-day level, sometimes less, sometimes more. But a lot of us are eating for comfort or relief of these uncomfortable feelings. And so what we are trying to do in that space is we're trying to create a space for us to feel better. And it works because our brains are smart. So like 
it recognizes that we get a little bit of a hit, a little dopamine release when we eat like those more like yummy, delicious foods, whatever it is. Um, But emotional eating's message at its core is what I'm feeling is not okay. And I need to do something to make myself feel better. So that's like when we eat or when you drink or whatever sort of sabotaging behavior you have. It could be online shopping, you know, like it goes on and on. It could be Target (laughs) runs, Um, obviously speaking from experience. But anyways, we're sort of trained and conditioned as humans that no one likes to feel these uncomfortable feelings of stress, anxiety, boredom, whatever it is. And we're told that if we have these uncomfortable emotions, we need to reduce or we need to eliminate them. So what we then do is like we reach for whatever's close. And food is just like one of those things that's quick, usually nearby, and you can get a quick relief from it. But the truth is, is in life, life is going to ebb and flow. We're going to have highs, we're going to have lows. You can think of it like the waves in the ocean I talk about a lot. It's like, There will be a peak for that um, intensity of emotion, and then it's going to resolve. And so when we're emotionally eating, you can think of it as we are also emotionally avoiding whatever's happening. And what's interesting is that the more you engage in these behaviors, the more they add up. The more you feed the behavior, so to say, the more it's going (laughs) to like want that relief again, right? Um... And when we try to avoid how we're feeling with that, we're saying, I can't bear to feel what I'm feeling right now. So I need food. I need alcohol. I need shopping. I need whatever it is to make that feel better. And while it is a short-term relief, it is not the long-term result that you and I both want. Um, And so sort of this solution is to shift your mindset around it. It's like, are you willing to feel the stuff? Are you willing to feel the emotions? And are you willing to feel whatever comes up? And I think another thing that's important to think about is like, so many times we think these feelings need fixed. I need food. I need shopping. I need whatever it is. But if you think opposite action here, who we chatted with Caitlin Sule last week, if you think opposite action, if your feelings don't need to be fixed, then what happens? So if you can just let those feelings be, ride those waves, you know, let the wave come, let it peak, let it wash over you almost. And then you know that you can still survive and that nothing is going to happen, but you are going to be so, so, so proud of yourself that you were able to have that willingness to feel that uncomfortable emotion. And guess what? It will eventually end. It just feels like in that moment, like you're being swallowed whole. Um, so another, so one tool that you can use for this is um, Judson Brewer came up with it. It's a trigger behavior result. So the next time that you want to emotionally eat, emotionally shop, whatever it is, like ask yourself and journal about what is my trigger? Like what, what was happening before this that's making me think about this? And then ask yourself, like, what is the behavior I want to do? Usually for people like us, it's like eating or like, you know, getting a hit of something that's more like sweet or sugary, whatever, uh, more processed foods. And then what happens after that? We feel guilty and shame and, and we just keep perpetuating that cycle unless we can pull ourselves out of it and become this observer of the situation and learn to tolerate those emotions. 
because we don't get into that situation from our response. We get into that situation because there was this emotional pain or situation that was just maybe a little bit too hard for us to think that we could handle. But the truth is, is that we can handle it and we just have to show ourselves time after time after time. And even when you do mess up, even when you indulge too much or shop too much or eat too much, it's meeting yourself with that compassionate layer that is so important that leads you into more growth than that self-judgment piece that brings you down that rabbit hole of being like, oh, well, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Blah, blah, blah. No. It's each moment anew and each moment you get an infinite amount of tries. So that's why I'm obsessed with people like not narrowing in on like, oh, I have to lose 10 pounds by this date. No, like we're thinking bigger pictures here. We are, we are not band-aiding the solution. We are digging into like, what is actually going on? What avoidances am I trying to avoid by eating this thing? And then what else can I do? And what else can I do that's different? Um, because like I said, avoidance works short term. If you eat the cookies, you feel better in the moment, but developing that willingness to, to try to get out of that struggle with your emotions and just lean into them. Tara Brock has a great acronym that she uses, which is called RAIN. I think the R stands for recognize what's happening. The A is acknowledge it. The I is investigate it, like where is this coming from? And the N is nurturing yourself. It's like, what else can I do to take care of myself? Can I love myself so much that I don't have to turn to food, alcohol, shopping, whatever it is that you're so used to? And one last sort of point here is like thinking about the things that you can control. You can control your behavior. Can you control your emotions? (laughs) No, the emotions are going to come as your heart beats. Emily Fletcher, I think, is the one who coined that term. And it's allowing them to be there. It's making space for them, letting go of the fight. The fight is what gets you into the struggle. You know, trying to go against what your reality of feelings are. That's where that happens. But if you can work with your feelings, let them wash over you create new habits instead of the current ones that you have, that is worth just infinite gold (laughs) compared to any diet that you will ever do. So you control how you treat yourself with compassion, with how you act on purpose, with the things that you do, regardless of how you feel. And that's one last point I want to touch on is like, everyone thinks like motivation is just going to magically show up or they're going to have it. And then they're going to want to do the thing. Then they're going to want to eat healthy. Then they're going to want to exercise. Not how it works. You can have the thoughts and you can still do the actions that you know, make you feel good. I talk about this all the time with my patients and my clients is that if you're only digging into a 30 pound weight loss, whatever it is, you will get nowhere fast. If you dig into why you're doing this, well, I want to do it because I want to be healthy. I want to be strong for my kids and my family. I want to be around as long as I can. And so that means that for me, I'm going to choose to eat this healthy thing today. That feels a lot different than just, I need to lose 30 pounds. So really digging into that willingness, you know, exercising, even when you don't feel like it, making a healthy food decision, even when you have a craving taking a bath instead of going and scouring the pantry closet, going on a walk with the baby in the stroller instead of 
choosing the glass of wine, you know, like whatever it is. And I'm all about like a moderate approach and balance and that sort of thing. But when it becomes this struggle of between food or shopping or whatever it is, you, you have to dig deeper or you will not reach that sort of root cause and learn how to be with and feel those emotions and let them come and let them go. So a few takeaways. If you are indulging your cravings, you're building them up every time you do them. It's just going to make it easier and easier to want to keep doing it. So come up with a willingness plan. Come up with that opposite action plan. What else can you do besides eating, besides drinking, besides um, shopping when, when that's not part of sort of your overall wellness vision or what, what it is that, 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 that you want to achieve? Because those things will all ensure that those things will rise again. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to reach out and let me know. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to The 4Ms with Molly. If you want to get in touch with me or have a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM on Instagram at unsinkablemollynp. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with someone you love and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Disclaimer, any health-related information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional legal or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider for any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or before embarking on any lifestyle, nutrition, or wellness program.